0: Welcome to the Texas Home Improvement Super Podcast with Jim Dutton. All the best calls this week throughout the state of Texas. Brought to you by Carrier. Turn to the experts.
1: How can I help you today, Mary Lou? Hi, Jim. I love your program. Thank you so much for doing that. Um, I We love to build a fire in our fireplace. We do it a lot. So now, the last few times we've done it, the smoke comes in the house, and it's never done that before. You got you've got uh, something that's blocking the airflow up that chimney. If it's always, and you haven't changed anything else in the house, like uh, new windows or sealed doors no. or anything like no. that.
0: No. Okay. No.
1: Because there's two things that that will cause that. One is if there's some type of blockage in the fireplace. And the in other words a damper's not open all the way or a bird built a nest that's blocking part of it. But the other thing that can cause it is if we're not getting enough airflow coming into the house. Uh, where people sometimes go and seal up all the walls, seal up all the doors, all of a sudden the fireplace won't draft the way it's supposed to. But in your case since you didn't do any other changes, my bet is there's something in the chimney. Wow, well, who do you, do you have? Someone that would come out and look? Uh, there's a place called Chimney Kings in Plano, and you know they they have uh, chimney sweeps, and that's what they do is clean out chimneys.
0: Oh, okay,
1: okay. I'll do that. i okay. You don't have the number, do you? I can. I I do not have it with me, but uh, Chimney Kings is the name of them. So oh, thank you so much. Appreciate you. You're welcome. Take care. This one comes from Terrell in Arlington. I like the uh, the idea of never painting again. What are your thoughts on the Cool Wall exterior paint product? You know, it, as far as never having to paint again, I think you'll be just fine. It's a it's a good product for that. Uh, will it help with energy bills? With the mixture they have, yes. I think they overpromise what it will do with the energy bills, but will it help? Yes. Now, one thing I want to caution everybody on, when a paint says you never have to paint again, there are going to be limits on that. And just because you put this product on doesn't mean you never, ever have to paint this house again. You're going to get years and years of great, useful life out of it. Don't get me wrong. That's not not my issue with it. But in the Texas sun, beating down on that product, even concrete takes a beating from the Texas sun. Any coating you put on, it's going to have some lifespan to it before you're going to have to do something with it. So take that kind of with a grain of salt. But will it outlast regular paint? You bet. Probably five times over with no problem. Joe, welcome to Texas Home Improvement.
2: Yes, good morning. Morning. Afternoon. Good afternoon. I guess I'm running slow. (laughs) Yep. I have a question for you. I've got a four-year-old home that in the master bedroom, there are double sinks. And we're starting to get, we use those sinks every day. And we're starting to get a sewer gas smell uh, whenever you run the water.
1: Yep. Okay. Is it just when the water's
2: it? running? Um, just when the water's running,
1: yes. Okay. Uh, have you noticed if it's really just on the hot side? Um, it's both. Okay. If it, it can be a couple of things. If it was just on the hot side, I'd say you can check the the rods in the water heater, the anode rods in the water heater. Uh, but if it's co- happening when both, either hot or cold, is being run, sometimes what happens in bathroom sinks especially, we start getting a lot of hair in there, we get toothpaste in there, we get grease from washing our hands, and all this stuff builds up down in the P-trap, and it starts to basically rot and degrade and it starts putting off an odor and when you run the sink the water hits down in there and the odor actually comes up and out the overflow spout in the sink and I'm betting that's what you have 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 the sink slowed down on draining at all?
2: Um, I haven't checked that not that it's noticeable when we're just running the water okay
1: I'm betting that's what it's going to be. So the first thing I would try before I, you know, spend a bunch of money doing anything is to simply uh, take the P-trap off, clean it out, and make sure you clean out the drop tube as well. But clean all that out, put it back together, and use it for a couple of days and see if that didn't get rid of it.
2: Okay, that sounds easy enough. It's uh, definitely a good start.
1: Yep. And it, it, now if it's not that... Then we got to start looking into some other things. Does the odor stay the whole time the water's running?
2: Um, No, it does not. It's just when you first turn the water on, it's when you smell it.
1: Okay, because the secondary thing that it can be is if there's two dissimilar metals touching each other, the water in the pipe that's where the two metals are touching can get an odor from the two metals reacting with each other and so you turn the water on you get a blast of that odor and then it goes away and for that you'd be looking you have copper pipes in the house i'll bet don't you
2: no it's all plastic
1: if it's all plastic then that's probably not going to be it it's more than likely going to be like we were just talking about then just clean out those p-traps and you're probably good to go the expansion joint between my driveway and my garage initially included a felt expansion pad has become wider and the felt separation is no longer effective how can i fix that it's also become a wider than normal gap such that if you step sideways out of the garage you could sprain an ankle maybe i need to have a new pad of cement take out the existing one Well, and, th- and that's very possible because it sounds like it's maybe on a hill and the, and the concrete has slid away from the house If you still are within, say, two inches or so, it can be filled. Even if you got four inches, it can be filled. They make a rubberized material. You can put down rock and sand into that gap first and then top it with about a half to three-quarter inch thick rubber material that will flow smooth and seal up so you're not getting water down in there. And that may help it even from sliding more because typically what causes that concrete to slide when it's on a hill, moisture goes down through those gaps, gets into the sand under the concrete, and allows it to, to slide a little bit. But this rubberized material is just an expansion joint sealer. And you can find it at a lot of different places. It comes in a caulking tube or five-gallon buckets if you need a lot of it but typically caulking tubes is enough and like I said as you put it in there it will just self-level itself and seal up and, and looks great but you you don't need it to be four inches thick like the concrete that's why you can just fill the bottom of it with sand and gravel. David welcome to Texas Home Improvement.
0: Hi how are you? Wonderful. Um, Okay, so in my garage, um, I just recently moved in, and it's a detached garage. And I guess the previous owner has a lot of things that um, he didn't have connected or he just put in, and there's wires all over the place. Um, so I had an electrician come out and sort of give me a quote. I'm putting in a small panel because I want to plug in a bunch of equipment and fixing all the, the hanging wires. Um, the electrician quote is, like 1900, and then I had a handyman come in and he quoted at 450. And there's a huge difference between the two. And obviously, I know electricians; um, their hour, their rate per hour is obviously dramatically more. But it's it's sort of worrying me that the the amount of difference between the two. And I just want well, wanted to get your opinion on that.
1: Okay, you know what the big difference is? What's One that? is legal and the other is illegal.
0: So the handyman is not the way to go because
1: it's not he's not licensed to do it? He's not licensed to do it, and he, he can't pull a permit to do it properly. He can't guarantee you that it's going to work properly. And if he gets caught, uh, he can get severe fines and things like that. Now, you, you don't want a handyman doing that. And the other issue, that, and this is really a, a much larger issue, if he does something wrong, it could be unsafe. And should you ever sell the house and an issue come up with that electrical, you know you could still be held liable for it down the road.
0: Really? Mm. Okay. A lot
1: of,
2: a lot of people lot don't realize that realize when
1: they been. when they start cutting these corners, that, that it's a huge liability risk.
0: Yeah, I, just, I the, the uh, I just didn't want to spend two thousand dollars on the garage,
1: but yeah. I but you you can hunt around car. for for another electrician. I mean,
0: yeah. Okay. Well, I appreciate the the answer.
1: All righty. Take care. You have a good day. Bye you bye. too. And, and and folks, I I kind of caution you, if you're supposed to pull permits and doing an electrical work like that, you're supposed to make sure it's done. Uh, you do additions. You do all these different things without permits. They can come in and make you redo it all. And you don't want to have to spend money to do it twice. So let's do it right the first time. Thomas, welcome to Texas Home Improvement.
2: Yes, how are you?
1: Wonderful. How are you today?
2: Right. Uh, I'm in a tenancy, in a, in a tenancy situation, and I have a parking area. That's a grassy area behind the the duplex, where I park. And it's developed, during rains, it's developed these sinkholes about six to eight inches deep, about five to seven feet across. And uh, her maintenance man uh, got some red lava, lime. I don't know if they got any sand, maybe cement or concrete. And where he's done that, it's held up well, but he said it was very expensive. My latest idea is maybe to get a yard or two of crushed concrete, and then maybe add some sand, some lime, and cement to try to semi-hard. You, you think of some cheap way of trying to keep those holes from developing.
1: Crushed concrete would be the way to do it. Uh, that that would be the cheapest way. And what you'll find is what they, what they a lot of times, at, at the batch plants, what they do when they come in with a leftover load of concrete from, say, pouring a road or a foundation or something, they'll mix sugar in it, dump it out, and later on it can be ripped up and used for parking areas, just like what you're talking about. You put it in there, you pack it in, when it gets wet... It actually binds back together and makes a, a nice hard parking area. And I, so yeah, I that add, would that would happen.
2: Should I add anything besides just the crushed crushed concrete? Nope.
1: No, and when you use that crushed concrete, it does just fine on its own. Uh, crushed limestone will set up nicely as well, but the crushed concrete does a better job as far as not having dust and stuff than the than the limestone a lot of times. I gotta take a quick break. Okay. We'll be back with take more. It. Texas home improvement. Now I want to finish up on on that electrical thing there a second because yes, you can hire people who don't have the proper licensing to do repairs. It's not gonna meet the standards to be able to pull permits and do the stuff legally. And you are putting yourself at risk liability wise. Should something happen, let's. I'm going to talk about the house we were just talking about she's got breakers that are tripping now she's got things on inside something could have a short but let's say nothing is on inside nothing is even plugged into the circuit and the breakers are tripping and it causes a fire the house burns down if the if your insurance company finds out that you had somebody doing electrical work that wasn't licensed they don't necessarily have to cover that home because you took it upon yourself to do something that wasn't right I'm not saying they won't cover it, I'm just saying you could find yourself in a battle for insurance coverage. It is much better to stick with the people who are licensed. Now, are they going to do it right every single time? Heck no. People make mistakes. We're all human. And if you think you've never made a mistake, that was your first mistake. We all make mistakes. But you got coverage then. And you got recourse. So. Please make sure you stick with licensed electricians, licensed plumbers, licensed AC technicians. It is not worth the risk to go with bootleg contractors who aren't following the rules. Now, uh, before I jump back into calls, just real quick, you know, we were talking about contractors and, you know, in particular, electrical contractors. They need to have a license in order to do electrical work. Please understand in the state of Texas, there is no reason any contractor to do anything they're not licensed for because the, the only contractors who require licensing basically are electrical plumbing and air conditioning hvac if you want to build a house if you want to remodel a house if you want to you know do, do roofing any of these other items around a house windows all these things there is no state licensing required So there's enough stuff for these guys to go in and do that they don't need that license for. There's no reason they should be trying to bootleg jobs where a license is required. And there's no reason to put the public at risk for dealing with these guys. And that's why in Texas, really, when you're dealing with contractors, it is a buyer beware state. There's no regulations at all. I do foundation repair plumbing and air conditioning plumbing and air conditioning both have to have a license but i can go lift your house nine and a half feet in the air and not require any type of licensing you got to know who you're hiring when it comes to contractors in texas
0: just a reminder it's a huge help if you subscribe to rate and
1: review the podcast it helps people find us linda how can i help you today
2: I'm getting ready to remodel my kitchen, and on the island, I've been considering putting, instead of granite, a uh, like a butcher block with a pretty routed edge on it. Uh, but I'm kind of waffling back and forth. We do have a busy family, and I want to know the pros and cons, especially as far as upkeep on that. What are your thoughts?
1: A butcher block counter, to, And you're talking about making this out of wood, right? Right. Okay. They are gorgeous. And they'll stay looking that way as long as you don't use them. But it's like any <laughs> other—it's like any other cutting board or you know piece of wood. The more you use it, the more abuse it's going to show. Oh. And a, a butcher block uh, countertop in the kitchen, in a heavily used kitchen, is going to start showing water stains and the the it, it, it's going to require a lot more maintenance than going with a regular countertop
2: there's no particular sealant that would kind of avoid the water stains and such
1: there are sealants that do better but the, again if you're gonna if you're in a kitchen that gets used a lot no it's not going to hold up
2: yeah. okay they sure are pretty
1: they are right. they are gorgeous
2: yeah, I've been seeing them more and more in the magazines and stuff. So, all right. We'll and just, just
1: remember, all those rich people in those fancy houses, they don't cook. <laughs> very true, very true. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Take care. Right. Bye-bye. And I do, I love the looks of, of the butcher block countertops and stuff. But, you know, just think about the edge around the sink. And even when you have a Formica countertop, how if you get too much water there, it, it'll it start to swell and change. Think about putting just a regular wood there. It just doesn't hold up well. All right, let's head to our last call of the day. Mona in Orange, Texas. How can I help you?
0: Okay, under our tub, I, our tub is already installed post-flood, and it's an undermount. There's granite on top of it but there's still the hole underneath it that goes right through the slab to the dirt.
1: Yep, where the, where the pipe runs in.
0: Yes, sir. Is this something that needs to be filled because it's a primo place for termites to come visit us, or is that just common practice of how it's done? It's Ev- like that, every
1: single house has it. That, that's a box that's left that's 12-inch uh, by 12-inch, and all houses that have a bathtub in the on a concrete slab have that same hole under them
0: okay so there's nothing we should do to fill it maybe with crushed pebble or nope or anything like that
1: no nope, you, you can just leave it alone and it, it'll be just fine the only time we do anything with those type of holes is like if uh, you get if you tunnel under the house then sometimes you'll seal it with foam because you, you can never get the dirt packed back the way it originally was But Um. as far as general, no, just leave it alone, and it'll be just
0: fine. You've just heard the best calls and questions from Texas Home Improvement. For
2: more information about our show, go to THIPro.com.